Scott Jennings, and today we're talking about choosing a construction consultant. Executive summary. So once you've actually made the decision to get a consultant for a service, particularly in this instance a construction consultant, you ought to think about asking some key questions to flush out the quality and the value of their service. That's what we're talking about today. So what sort of consultants are we talking about? This could be used to engage an accountant or an attorney or an insurance agent. That'll all work. But here specifically, because many of you are listening from a construction background, we're talking about claims professionals, maybe an advisor to your business, a management consultant, maybe a scheduler you're hiring, someone providing professional services in the construction industry. So questions to ask your potential consultant. Many consultants that are hired get hired by word of mouth, and I would say that is still by far the best way to go. If someone has a personal experience that you trust with a particular company, I would say go with their their actual opinion. But if you're not going with someone that you trust, you're having to go out on the street and find someone, ask some key questions. Here are some key questions that I suggest you ask. So the first one in the construction industry, have you ever lost money on a job? If this person says no, they haven't, They've either A, not been in the business long enough, or they're just lying. So if you've been in the construction industry for 10, 20, 30 years, and you've never lost money on a job, that guy's just full of shit. Second question, have you ever had my job? So this is the UPS model. You know, everyone who comes into that company starts on a truck delivering packages. Same thing in construction. If the person you're hiring to do whatever the service is has never sat in the seat of the person being helped, to me, I don't find that to be very helpful. I like to go in and and tell my clients, hey, I've sat in your seat before. I know exactly what you're going through, and I'm here to help. I think that makes a big difference to know the ins and the outs of the things going on on the job site that a professional who's been a consultant their entire life never actually sat in the chair. He or she may may not have that actual experience that you're going through or the employees that you're trying to help are going through. Third question, do you peer review your work? Finding error in work product provided by the consultant, very frustrating. And it can bruise the credibility, if you will, between yourself, the client, and the actual consultant. So it's good to know that the actual consultant you're hiring has a second pair of eyes looking at the, looking at the work, just making sure that the grammar is right, the product is right and accurate, etc. Question four, do I benefit from your travel program? That's a good question. (laughs) That's a good question to ask. It kind of flushes out, you know, what sort of integrity you're dealing with. You know, whether you want the consultant to actually um, bring you a free gift from the hotel or maybe just kind of comp you a a free rental car, something like that. But it's nice to know that if you're on the road, uh, if they're on the road, your consultant's on the road all this time and they're spending all of your money on hotels and, and airplanes and things like that. If maybe every once in a while they could just throw you a bone. Oh, hey, by the way, you know, uh, you're not paying for the rental car this time. I, I earned three nights or three days of rental car, so I'm, I'm passing that on to you, the client. Thanks so much for the work. It's just a nice gesture and interesting interesting thing to watch their, result, their um, actual response when you ask the question. So next question, question five. Have you done work of this magnitude before? So it's one thing if you're running million-dollar jobs or $10 million jobs, but if you're running billion-dollar jobs and the consultant has never done a work of that magnitude, it's a different kind of assignment, especially, say, with you know data. 
you know, if you're dumping out a cost report on a million dollar job, it's a cost report of a couple hundred lines, few hundred lines. You're dumping out cost reports on a weekly, monthly, job to date basis. You're dumping out thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of lines. It's just a different sort of animal to manage that magnitude of a project. Next question, who's my lead consultant or my main contact? Although you, the client communicating with the consultant team can be of benefit to you, at the end of the day, it's nice to just know when things go upside down or when you just want a clear answer. It's nice to know, who do I go to just to get an answer on such and such? You know, so if you have one contact within the firm, you can always get an answer quickly by going to that one person. Next question, do you provide weekly updates? So on longer term assignments, you know, it's nice to have your client come in and give you a weekly update. You know, what ended up happening. It keeps the consultant on their toes. It makes them understand that you are watching them. So it's good to to see what they're doing on a week over week basis. If they come and say, "Well, we uh, we did that thing," nah, I'm calling BS on that. So it's uh, if you're going to pay all this money for them, you might as well keep them tasked and busy and productive not only getting regular product or deliverable out of them, but also just adding value. Do you bill weekly? So weekly bills don't have to be paid weekly, but you getting them weekly allows you to keep an eye on your budget. So if you have $5,000, $100,000, half a million dollars of budget, nice to know how much your client, how much your consultant is actually spending. 1,000 a week, 10,000 a week, 50,000 a week, whatever it may be. And finally, and this is the most boring one, I put it at the bottom of the list. Do you have any references? That is something that's overlooked and frankly has been overlooked by me many times as well, but nice to find references on someone. The advantage, of course, is that you get a quote-unquote candid answer from someone who has used this firm before. Of course, the downside is that, well, the consultant's going to give you a client that went well. Hard to ask the consultant, hey, can you send me a client that didn't go so well? That that information you're probably not going to get from the consultant. So questions to ask yourself. So after you finish the interview process, you ought to have a feeling of their competence and their resume should tell you whether or not they've been on jobs, you know, the sort that you need for them to help you. But I think the most important question at this point is, do you even like this person? This is going to be a person you're going to spend a lot of money on and potentially a lot of time on. And if you like to curse, swear, chew tobacco, drink beer, and that person likes to wear a, a suit and has poindexter glasses and is just too straight laced for it that may not be an experience you enjoy Now the product may be fantastic maybe that's worth it but at the end of the, at the end of the day if you want to go out and grab a beer and this person doesn't drink it may just not be a good fit for you my story i've hired consultants now i am a consultant so i ask a lot of these questions and the consultants i used time after time in my career thus far uh, have not only been competent they were just people I liked. So I believe in each of the items I just went through. As the person doing the hiring, I've failed before on not checking the references, so take the time to do that. It may only take a couple phone calls and a few minutes. Just do it. Lastly, as the firm being hired, I try to keep the client in the loop on our progress. I like them engaged in what I'm doing. I also make sure I'm only charging time when we're actually working. So we usually have at least a couple or a handful of clients going at one time, depending on the, the area of the country we're working in. And I just like to make sure I have enough clients in the mix to give personal attention to each of my clients, but also to stay busy when things get stuck or suspended with a the client. They're still trying to get your information. So 
the thing that always bugged me was this is a new subject and the, the the closing of my article but the thing that bugs me is charging on a plane now i spend a lot of time flying over the pacific so there is a lot of time on the plane and sometimes i do charge when i'm on the plane but i only charge when i have something to actually do i've produced something but time after time when i've hired consultants and they're coming over from the mainland to hawaii to help i would get a bill all the time for five and a half hours worth of work give me a break no one works for five and a half hours straight on a plane whatever. Thanks for listening. Work safe.